eagle flies high, way up in the sky. It sees above the human eye, a different perspective, a broader directive. In doing so, it becomes more effective. Welcome to The Legal Eagle, a podcast where I examine aspects of the law that I'm passionate about. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Thomas, and my aim is to have conversations that will empower both professionals and the everyday person on the street. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Legal Eagle. Today, we're shining the spotlight on a company called Legistify, and it's part of our series on law tech. So we've been interviewing different people in the law tech space around the world. And today we have Akshat Singhal, who joins us from India. So this podcast will actually be co-hosted with my intern, Matthew Chu. Hi, Matthew. Hey, everyone. Great. So today we'll be interviewing Akshat Singhal, who was nominated by Asia Law Portal as one of the 30 people to watch in the business of law in Asia in the year 2017. Now, Akshak is the founder of Legisify, which provides an online legal concierge platform, which acts as a reference point for people who require legal assistance. And their mission is simple, to make legal services more affordable and accessible to everyone. Now, the company was founded in 2016 and is India's platform which connects individuals to lawyers. With over 1 million users on the platform, 100 over enterprise clients, and over 5,000 new queries being generated every month, Legistify has contributed much towards creating a safe and transparent ecosystem for people in need of legal services. So this legal concierge platform offers litigation support and has created its own document management system called Legistrack, with a network of over 7,000 pre-verified lawyers across 300 cities in India, Legistify can easily connect those in need of legal help to a suitable lawyer with just a few clicks of a button. Legistify also offers the added benefit of having no hidden fees, making their services very cost-friendly. So Akshat Singhal is the founder of Legislify and has been featured by newspapers such as the Financial Express and the Times of India. He has a plethora of entrepreneurial experience under his belt and he has much to offer the world. So Akshat, welcome to the podcast. Hi Sarah, hi everyone. Glad so, to be here. Oh great, thanks for joining us today. So Akshat, I just want to get started. How has this period been for you in India during this COVID-19 season? Right. So specifically, I mean, pre-COVID, this has always been a pretty exciting journey for us. So, you know, I still remember when we first started off working sometime in the year 2016, you know, there were literally 10 or 20 or 100 odd visitors a month. From there, two or 5,000 new queries being generated on the platform per month, clientele of over 100 bigger enterprises working with us, over a million users. All of that has really been uh, exciting and exhilarating for us. Wow. As for the current COVID situation is concerned, yes, of course, it has given a business a lot of uh, bad impact, but we're still trying to thrive through these rough times. Wonderful. Wow, it sounds like things have been, well, it's pretty great in some ways, pretty rough in others. But in any case, one thing I really want to ask you is, how do you actually come up with the name Legistify? Right. So very interestingly, I think I was still in college when, you know, we started working, we started researching on Legistify. And we initially, I mean, the idea was to make the entire process of choosing a lawyer or getting legal help, the rationale behind getting uh, right sort of legal advisory. We wanted to make the entire process very legit for the end user. 
and we also wanted sort of a catchy name behind this so that people would remember us for a longer period of time so we came up with a couple of words and that's how we ran it through a list of our potential users and somehow legitify you know stuck good vibes with everyone and that's how we picked up the name Mm, wow. I mean, it definitely, it's a very catchy phrase. So it's something, it reminds me of Spotify <laughs> almost. But yeah, I wanted to ask you, what was the inspiration behind coming up with a platform like this? Like, how did you come to a place where you decided, yep, this is the platform that I want to create in the legal sector? Right. So essentially two major things sort of, you know, provoked me to actually get this started. One was I come in from a small business family in the parts of Rajasthan from, the, from Rajasthan and the business side of things of building something on my own has always sort of interested me. That mm. was one of the first key drivers for me to actually try and do something on my own. The yeah. second reason was while I was in my second year of college, I started working with a couple of other folks on a different startup. That's when we realized that we were sort of looking around for the right sort of legal advisory to structure the business properly or to get some sort of help in terms of, you know, getting our money recovered and stuff mm-hmm. and the entire, you know, set of thoughts. Wow, that's really fascinating. You really did your homework when it came to finding out the research you had to do to come up with the idea of Logistify. So something interesting I actually read about you is that you studied civil engineering in college, but you ended up delving into the legal sector. How did that happen? Right. So I believe the transition, I I would not call it a transition. This has been quite interesting. So having worked in the field for quite some time, I would say that there are two sides of the problems which needs, you know, some sort of intervention, some sorts of problem solving techniques. One is of course related to, you know, the domain knowledge when it comes to law as a practice. The other thing that I would say is that there's a huge demand and supply gap. You know, there are a lot of conventional processes which are being, you know, repeated years after years. And there's a, you know, lack of usage of technology in the entire space. Building something in this field is sort of more challenging because there are different sets of stakeholders who may or may not be as technology savvy. But on the other side, the flip side of it is where you see that, you know, there's a, there's a scope of a lot of technology to be used. Wherein mundane processes would be done at a much better pace and a much better way. So I think that's how I made that switch and the switch has been working well for us so far. And did you find it challenging at the early years of starting your business or even the early months of starting your business? Did you find it hard to convince lawyers to come onto your platform? Right, absolutely. I still could remember the initial days when we roamed around at various courts across Delhi and Sia and we tried to speak to over 100, 200 odd lawyers. The initial uh, way in which we approached them and, you know, based on the feedback that we received, I mean, the problem was only, you know, temporary because initially when we were able to draft out what was required, what was needed by the legal profession in terms of building a nationwide practice, in terms of increasing their businesses, in terms of finding new clients, in terms of young lawyers uh, getting the opportunity to show their true talents. That's when it all started to become a little easy. But yes, of course, during the initial phase, we did face some difficulty in terms of getting, especially the senior ones, the senior lawyers mm. on board. Yeah. Right. Do you have any interesting stories to share about disappointments or just challenging days in the initial part of your business? There are quite a lot of stories when it comes to, you know. Yeah, uh, tell us some. Tell us one of them at least. If I remember correctly, I think, you know, when we initially built the product, when we were sort of building the product, initially during the very initial days, we started off the DIY agreement drafting platform. And, you know, we would work for months and days and nights 
and you know once we finally launched the product within the first 24 hours uh, which is i mean we saw a lot of traction and that crashed the entire website so i still remember waking up for two straight days oh uh, because we couldn't you know that crashed the product primarily because there were certain errors that we didn't test before mm. and the response was quite overwhelming yeah so as i mean of course there are both sides of the coin if you look at it but i mean that was kind of disappointing you know the entire crash at the very first launch but i mean thankfully something like this has not happened with us since the last three and a half years or so wow that's really quite the story but i'm sure you learned a lot of things about like scalability in terms of how to scale yeah. your business through that and actually aksha you're an entrepreneur and i can imagine that you encounter a lot of resistance when you are proposing a new business idea so when it came to legislify itself what resistance did you face right i think this is something which is pretty common to every entrepreneur out there or every startup every yeah. every young businessman out there that you know whenever you have an idea and then you tell it out loud at least out of 10 people you would see that eight or seven of them would say no yes you know to something so like true. that that this yeah. this couldn't work or this will not work mm. but i think i mean personally for me i take all the, i try and absorb all the criticism in a very positive manner so we try and gather as much insights through all of this criticism and try and gather valuable feedback from it mm. uh, i think that's the kind of attitude that we have we don't really take it on heart and then uh, you know stop working on things so yes of course indeed we found and we still find and i think every business at every point of time at every stage would see people around the corner who would be you know naysayers but i yeah. think that's part and parcel of the game so yeah. there's nothing to remember But I think it's so critical to have the right attitude. I think that's the true entrepreneurial spirit when you just like I mean I'm sure a lot of people told Steve Jobs that his idea was rubbish or you know wasn't great but he still pushed through and I think that's what entrepreneurs do. People will tell you that you're going to fail and you're not going to do well but I think having that perspective of okay how can we use this as positive criticism or feedback to improve on my business. I think that's so right. critical. Absolutely. Yeah, and you were recently Akshat featured in the Times of India article Till Corona Do Us Part. Divorce queries yeah. rise in India, and you mentioned in this article that domestic violence during the quarantine COVID-19 period has been a major reason why divorce has actually been increasing in this time. Can you tell us more about what's been happening in India and what how it's impacted your business? Right. So I think after the the lockdown got implemented sometime the later part of march uh, officially here and since then as a platform i mean of course before that also as a platform divorce or uh, matrimonial issues have been one of the niche areas that we've been working on because the platform as a matter of fact uh, provides a lot of advantages for specifically for aggrieved women you know who are looking around for uh, legal advice cross borders or who are looking around specifically for like an experience let's say a female lawyer to give them the right sort of legal advice for such matters which generally carry a lot of stigma around them so i think post covid one of the major things that we personally witnessed on the platform was that the number of such queries shot up and mm. that's when we tried to identify the possible reasons behind it we spoke to you know all these people who were sort of dropping all these queries on the platform and that's when we realized that you know due to the lockdown there's of course a lot of uncertainty not just in india but across the world and a lot of people are losing out their jobs a lot of people are forced to stay back at home mm. you know there are a lot of salary cuts there are a lot of uh, uncertainties around if you'll be able to make this much amount of money or not if you would be you know other than the 
health aspect. Yeah. So I think that's that's what triggered um, a lot of tension within the Indian households, mm. and that's what has been one of the major causes that we personally saw on the platform. That you know that rose the entire amount of such issues with us. Yeah. Right. So thanks for explaining your insight. That's very unfortunate about all the divorces, but at least we have a better understanding of what happens at home. Mm. So perhaps next you can tell us how has the COVID nineteen crisis affected your business itself. Right. So, as you already know, that we work with over hundred enterprises and mid-market companies, and I'm sure everyone's aware the kind of impact the entire COVID scenario has brought on various kind of businesses. So we had, of course, there are certain brackets in which we've divided our set of customer base in terms of the impact on their business, because these are the customers. I mean, it's the impact that they receive on their business that would, you know, directly impact our business. So you know that works on a network effect kind of a situation so we have clients from you know the aviation space we have clients from the hospitality space we have clients from the logistics space we've also got clients from the e-commerce space banking insurance and a lot of other areas so i mean initially it was quite bad for everyone i mean the initial one month i believe everyone was trying to acclimatize themselves mm. with respect to the entire scenario with respect to everyone being forced to work from home with respect to you know things being shut I think post that things have now started to look a little brighter in terms of certain industries bouncing back. So there are certain industries wherein we are seeing a V-shaped recovery. You know, there's e-commerce, there's banking, insurance, couple of areas wherein we personally, as a platform, are seeing some trend towards a V-shaped recovery. So overall, yes, the business has been impacted to over 50% of previous numbers, but. I mean, we're positive that within the next three to six months, it should bounce back to pre-COVID levels. That's great. One of the interesting things that I would want to add here is that the only good thing that you know has probably come out of this situation for us, or maybe for you know the entire legal fraternity, is that a lot of lawyers, a lot of legal professionals have now started to value using technology and technology-powered solutions. Yes, uh, absolutely. Everyone's working from home. Yes. So I believe that is something that would you know shape up the entire. Eternity, you know, better manner. Yes, so true. I mean, someone was telling me like we've advanced in two years. What has happened in two months? Because law firms in Singapore traditionally are paper law firms. They have paper files and arch folders. They don't really invest right. in document management systems. But because of this COVID nineteen season, they've had to. They've had to invest in document management right. systems. They've had to go paperless, and that's expedited the growth there. So that's a really good point. I think it's happened globally for everyone. So that's great, Akshat. You know, I know that one of the goals for Legislify is to reduce costs for people in need of legal services. How effective is your platform right. in doing that? Right. So, I mean, this is something that uh, you know we've been doing for over two years now, and this happens to be, or we try and build this as one of the major USPs on the platform. We try and get in a lot of standardization in terms of the pricing on the platform. Now, this is something that we believe you know would be really helpful for everyone because a we try and get the prices down to. I mean, specifically in India, or I would say you know anywhere across the globe. You would see various lawyers charging various sort of fees yes. for the same kind of work. Yes. Now, at one point of time, I completely agree that you know someone with a higher skill set or someone with a higher experience would certainly charge you more, because you know it's the kind of service and which is something not quite objectively defined. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, we target you know certain niche areas, certain niche legal matters, wherein the processes are pretty standard. 
you know wherein with a little bit of technological efficiency or with a little bit of other process driven operational driven efficiency so you could not just save on the time but you could also save on a lot of cost so you know that's exactly how we as a platform try and function there's a legal consultation option on the platform wherein we try to standardize our pricing for over 80% of the registered lawyers on the platform there are over 150 odd services that we offer to our clients wow prices for all of them are pretty standardized right so whether it would be let's say a trademark registration to filing a consumer complaint across the any district forum so on and so forth so this is something that we're trying to do and it would of course certainly take more time for us to be able to cover a larger gambit of services but with whatever we could have achieved you know the proposition seems pretty interesting right now yeah yeah well wow. it definitely sounds like a work in progress but so far i think you're doing an incredible job so apart okay. from providing a service which connects clients to lawyers how else would legislify utilize technology or artificial intelligence on the platform right i mean the entire idea behind legislify we're a technology enabled marketplace right so there's nothing which moves around without the intervention of technology you know running it so when it comes to the simplest or the basic services wherein a user is coming onto the platform and is looking around for the right sort of subject matter legal expert to fight their case or consult them on something we've got a lawyer insight section which uses machine learning to actually you know tag in all the cases that a lawyer would have fought in his or her lifetime wow. on the basis of that we've created over 15 metrics of performances which gets updated on a you know regular basis so you know metrics like average time disposal the kind of courts that the lawyer goes to the average hearing that the lawyer attends the mm. kind of cases that the lawyer is good at right the average congestion rate that the lawyer has in terms of the cases that is ongoing with him you know this is where we start using the technology we as a company as an organization we are trying to into adding technology at each and every step of the chain so when it comes to discovery this is where it starts in terms of the usage of technology now the bigger use case for you know building this technology is something that we currently working on which is a part of our tool that you had mentioned which is called legistack so legistack is an enterprise legal management solution a cloud based legal management solution which has got you know various modules covering litigation ipr legal notices contracts and documents so we are building on you know something which we like to call as a case predictor tool which would really help predict anyone the outcome of a particular matter the possible wow. outcome of the particular using uh, you know the previous uh, historical data present so we've already got access to the right set of data we'd worked for quite a few months in terms of cleaning that data up and trying to work around the existing challenges now this is something that we believe that there's a lot of potential in this is something that we are always looking around for strategic partners to come on board help us out you know be a part of the journey so that's how we using technology in terms of bringing in credibility bringing in more sort of efficiency in the entire process that is really forward looking so what is next for your business right i think as i told you i mean we, as a as an organization uh, a there's of course other than the constant uh, scaling up activities which are related to the business in terms of scoring more clients in terms of you know in terms of increasing a top line bottom line i think one of the major things that is exciting for us and is something that we really excited about and we working day in and day out is the case prediction tool and the matter prediction and the entire you know analytics behind all these cases this is something that we currently working and focusing on 
so i think 70% of the team is sort of looking into this area and trying to work our way around this so that is that at least for the next couple of years this is something that we would want to master on and then let's see whether where the journey takes us i mean it's a long way to go wow that's a fascinating journey akshat so with the case predictor do you guys actually read case law cases and see what the judges have looked right. at right so this is exactly what we are building at this point of time i mean we using you know nlp to actually go through various judgments across various courts and trying to establish the right inference behind it unfortunately one of the major challenges specifically in sort of predicting the win loss ratio or analyzing these judgments is that a lot of these judgments are not you know i was recently reading a survey by some organization that over 60 lakh judgments are yet to be you know uploaded by the indian courts right wow. and there's already a lot of pendency mm. around it so i mean of course this has got its own challenges we are also trying to you know look into them we are also trying to find solutions around it but yes i mean this is on the pipeline so this is something that we trying to build that's amazing i think there's something equivalent for divorce cases in singapore they're still building the technology but they're reading through all the case law and coming to an analysis and i always tell my clients i'm not going to give you this because i don't want them to have high expectations you know you promised me $10,000 a month and i'm only going to get 2000 but it's right. very good for lawyers i feel because the lawyers right. can be guided with how to give advice so i mean this technology is fabulous to be able to to study case law and what predict right. loss and otherwise i think that's fabulous so i wish you all the best with that akshat thank you so much but maybe just to wrap up tell us what's the legal landscape like you know how is it changing in india the next few years how do you see it changing in the next couple of years in india right so i think you know pre covid and post covid i would have given you guys two separate answers Mm-hmm. but i would just quickly jump on to the post covid scenario so as far as i predict as far as i understand the existing market now i believe that over 70% of in house legal teams you know general counsels a lot of companies would look at you know deploying technology solutions would look at deploying technology in every possible process would look efficiency over you know the number of people that they hire over anything and everything for that matter so in my understanding yes of course within the next one year or so the legal technology market which was at a very nascent stage even two years back in india is something which is going to see a huge rise in terms of you know the entire users because we as a country i mean i think we're very close to us in terms of the number of lawyers that we have wow. in terms of how many of, lawyers are there in india roughly in our understanding of course there's no accurate number that the bar council of india which is the governing body has shelled out i think post 2011 but in our understanding i believe there are around 2 million lawyers 2 million odd lawyers in the oh ecosystem my goodness wow right and of course i mean of course you could discount the 30 40% of these lawyers outside of this so net i believe there are about 1.2 to 1.5 million active lawyers present in the indian scenario and mm. because there are over 900 law schools in india Wow. which are not I, i believe over 2 lakh new fresh lawyers every year mm. so i mean the landscape is quite interesting india as a landscape for any business and in our particular example for the legal business is quite interesting so i believe there's a lot of potential to grow there's a lot of potential to effectively use technology of course covid has sort of pushed everyone to look into this more seriously so i believe that's the only good side about this pandemic mm. so i think it should i mean the entire uh, the entire landscape should see a very sharp growth within the next 2 to 3 years that's Wonderful. what our prediction is 
Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, Akshat. If listeners want to reach out to you, what's the best way they can do that? Is it just through your website? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anyone is in requirement and we do, you know, get a lot of overseas requests also because there are a lot of NRIs who are across different countries Mm. and then they've got some matters stuck up here. Yes. And that's how we try and help them out. So the best way to reach out to us is, you know, drop in a query at the website on the website. And then as soon as you do it, someone from the team would get in touch with you within the next 24 hours. Great. So for listeners, I'll just put the website in the show notes. But uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much, Akshat, for joining us on today's show. I wish you all the best in your future at Legisify. And Thank yeah, you. enjoy your... You, has it been... Have you come out of uh, lockdown in India? So we interestingly started working from home a week before lockdown came in the country. Okay. And we were sort of trying to prepare ourselves for, you know, something like this to happen. Yeah. So no, of course, we haven't really seen the outside of my house. I mean, I haven't seen the outside of my house for quite some time now. Wow. And, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's the best possible thing that you could possibly do or everyone could possibly do yes. at this point of time. Try and stay indoors stay as indoors. much as you can. Stay home that's and stay safe. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Akshat. Well, thank you so much. 